My name's Will DeFries, and this is the Sunday Scaries Podcast, your cure for the Sunday blues. I've always been hesitant about it, which is embarrassing to say because, well, I feel like I should be someone who should be championing this stuff from this very platform. But whenever I attempt to cross this bridge, I always end up making some other excuse. I've got a stomach issue. I've got an appointment 40 minutes away. I'm just going to work from home today. I don't love or condone lying to coworkers most of the time, but in this case, it is a little white lie. Until it isn't. Until you start to feel guilty. Until you realize that you're taking on a bunch of other emotions that are simply replacing the emotions that you had in the first place. You may not realize it, but I'm talking about something I've talked about before, mental health days. Think about it. When's the last time you took a mental health day, if ever? Can you actually remember? Have you actually done it? And if you have taken one before, were you upfront and honest about taking one? Until earlier this week, my answer to that final question was simply, no, I haven't been honest about taking them. It's been easy for me to hide them because for the last eight years, I've worked somewhere that has had a lax vacation policy or none at all. A July 2021 New York Times article said about three quarters of people in the United States who work for private industry, state, or local government have paid sick leave, but surveys suggest that a number of these employees are unlikely to use sick days for mental health reasons or are scared of being punished for doing so. Probably not a good thing. I've also been able to largely work remotely, which makes sneaking away from an afternoon that much easier. But earlier this week, I was feeling it. Stewing over something all weekend, I woke up on the most Monday of Mondays feeling like I was a wrecking ball full of stress. I wasn't being fair to myself, but most importantly, I knew I wasn't being fair to anyone that encountered me. After knocking out a couple productive tasks that didn't really make me feel better, I had to call it. I'm going to take a mental health afternoon, I texted my team. It was for the first time really in a long time that I was upfront and honest about not only taking one, but truly actually needing one. And as I expected, they had questions and thoughts on it, none of which were negative. You good? Someone probably asked. Let me know if you need anything, someone probably offered. But even in them doing that, I started to remember why I used to keep these secretive. I felt like people felt bad for me. I felt like people had reason to talk about why I was taking one after I left that day. And so without hesitation, I tried to be as upfront and honest about the situation as I could. My stress began with work, but it ended with my personal life. In my opinion, they deserve to know exactly why I was dipping out that afternoon. I don't think all employees or employers deserve to know, but the dynamic of our team took me to a place where I felt comfortable with them actually knowing. And honestly, I think them knowing exactly why I needed one allowed me to feel less guilty about actually taking one. I washed myself of those hypothetical conversations they had behind my back about whether or not I was actually doing okay. And once I washed my hands of those responsibilities that day, well, I was certainly doing more than just okay. I started my afternoon by driving directly home and changing into something more comfortable. I packed a tote bag full of everything I'd need for the next hour. Two bottles of water, a blanket, my dog's chucket, some sunglasses, and a hat. And from there, we went to the park where I didn't hear anyone speak for the next 60 minutes. The wind was rustling, other dogs barking in the distance, and the only voice was me saying, bring it back here, Rosie. And after bringing her home that day, I had intentions of going to a record shop, 
before hitting a small bag of balls at the driving range at the recommendation of one of my coworkers. Hitting some balls will take your mind off things, he told me. But instead, I got a little too tied up at the record shop trying to, you know, up my collection for my new turntable. I didn't realize it at the time, but leaning into a new hobby was exactly what I needed to do when everything else in my life felt a little scattered. I had total control over my afternoon because no one else's agenda was attached to it. And with that total control, I felt myself actually letting go a bit. Emerging from the afternoon, I had the following. Slightly sunburned cheeks, a tired dog, some new vinyls, and a peace of mind that simply hadn't been there for what felt like weeks leading up to it. I'm not sure if I thanked anybody that day or the next day, but I certainly have gratitude for them not only giving, not giving me any grief, but for, you know, understanding that I needed to take some time for myself. I know, I know how it sounds. Local podcaster, too stressed, needs to take time for himself. It's a headline that I would love to make fun of. But no matter what you do for a living, you're going to have those days when there simply isn't a right side of the bed. In 10th grade, my dad pulled me away from a world history book as I studied for my final. He could see that I was laboring, and probably because of the expectations he had for me in school. He didn't require a 4.0 out of me or anything, but I'd really get a talking to if I came in with anything lower than a B for a final grade. We're going out to dinner, he told me. I remember thinking about how reckless of a decision that was. Truthfully, I was terrible at world history. I couldn't grasp it, and I really didn't study it all that semester. I knew that I was going to struggle on the final, but I also knew that I really didn't deserve a good grade. I was kind of in a pickle. But in the car ride on the way to dinner, when I asked about my final exam the next day, my dad simply told me, I can tell how worried you are about it. And in the long run, it doesn't matter. It was truly the first time that I would realize that stepping away from something stressful wasn't a bad thing. In fact, it was exactly what I needed in that moment. In that June, we saw what I expected to see. I got a D plus on the final and I got a C minus in the class. It was the worst test grade that I've ever gotten, and it was the worst final grade for a class that I've ever gotten. And you know what? Even though I remember those bad grades, what I remember most is how calming it felt to let go and simply eat a relaxed dinner with my dad. And that mental health evening that he forced me into, well, it's something I'll always cherish. Bad grades or not. This week's episode is brought to you by Early Bird CBD. Early Bird Gummies are a recreational hemp product and contain about 2.5 milligrams of natural THC and around 12.5 milligrams of CBD in each gummy. They're formulated for fun and to make you feel good. There are so many different use cases that my friends, myself, and a lot of people that I know use them for. You could use them to relax at night while watching a movie. Some people use them to pregame before going out. And some people just want a little buzz before they go swimming in Barton Springs, where Early Bird is based out of in Austin, Texas. But what it comes down to is that they formulated early birds with a microdose of THC to make you feel great without getting too lit. Early Bird is an Austin company that's been supporting Sunday Scary since its inception. They've been so good to me and I'm so good to them mainly because one, they're my friends and two, I trust this product so much. Every single person that I recommend it to comes back and says, thank you so much. I ended up ordering more using your promo code. And if you want to do just that, Head over to earlybirdcbd.com and use promo code WIX, W-I-C-K-S, for 20% off everything. Again, that's earlybirdcbd.com using promo code WIX for 20% off everything. And they do have a 420 sale coming up this week. So keep an eye out.
These days, they're called hush trips. If you're a regular listener of the Sunday Scaries podcast, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a trip where you, that you take where you're still taking care of your work responsibilities while seemingly on vacation. Is it the ideal scenario? Honestly, no. But it beats sitting on your couch with bad posture all day, which I'm doing probably right now. Perhaps you've got a destination wedding in Cabo, a bachelorette party in Scottsdale, or maybe you just need to get away on a recent Southwest deal that was simply calling your name. But there you sit, online but also offline, online-ish as some would call it on washed media, and in doing so you find yourself in a somewhat exposed position. It's called a hush trip for a reason, because you don't want anyone to know. So what do you do to ensure that no one actually finds out how off the grid you are despite attending that Zoom call? Well, here are some do's and don'ts of working remotely without anyone realizing it. Our first, do familiarize yourself with your time zones. This is very important when scheduling meetings, when sending emails, when doing pretty much anything. If you're in a different time zone, you need to operate like that. We all know that you don't go above and beyond. So accidentally sending a late in the day email that shows everyone you're on Pacific time, it's not a good look. Being available for random messages and emails is always, always gotta be top of mind and just make sure that you're online when everybody else is, or at least trying to be online. Our next one, don't turn your email or Slack notifications off. And this has to do with those time zones too. If you're getting ready for a quick lunch away from the vacation house, you need to ensure that you're still reachable. And that means making sure that you have all of your notifications on, especially if they automatically silence at certain times of the day like mine do. Don't miss a message from your boss because your notice turn on at 9 a.m. and you fall in your fastest sleep in Cabo at 6 a.m. It's not a good look. You have to get up a little earlier on these trips, but hey, you also get to sign off a little earlier. That's a good trade-off. Do strategically schedule emails. It's all about giving the appearance that you're online even when you're not. And if you use Gmail, I've got good news for you. You can easily schedule emails. Know you've got surf lessons that day? Schedule an email and go out while you're catching a tasty wave. Need to sleep off some pina coladas? Schedule a meaningless email for the morning while you sleep in a bit. Trying to sign off early for a happy hour at a cabana down the way? Fear not. Just schedule an email for 4.55 p.m. local time, their time, and put on your finest linen matching set. It works. Believe me. Don't leave your camera on for Zoom calls. I mean, let's just be frank about this. You don't want it on anyway. It's the deadest of dead giveaways when you've got wind going on in the background, waves crashing. It just looks tropical. You don't want to get laid off because someone saw an iguana crawl on the floor behind you. It's not a good look. Just make sure that your camera's not working or you're having Wi-Fi issues, of course. Our next one, do fill your calendar with fake appointments. This is the easiest way to make sure that nobody bothers you. And if you have a ton of fake appointments on your calendar, no one's going to worry about it. We're talking dentist appointments. We're talking dermatologist appointments. We're talking appointments that people can't confirm that you did or did not do. Don't type with correct grammar in Slack or Teams. No one types with correct grammar on Slack, and the people that do are simply trying to impress everyone else. So whatever you do, match your normal grammar cadence when you're working from your phone versus your laptop. This is so important and always a dead giveaway. But do type with correct grammar in emails. Unless you're going through a Taylor Swift folklore era, please do not type in all lower caps in emails. You wouldn't do that anyway, so just make sure that your cadence your typing is correct. 
Our next one, do tell your best friend at work what you're up to. In these situations, you need to find a confidant and a fall guy. Your best friend at work has to be both for you because they know that you would do the same for them. They have free reign to do the following. Free reign to text you at any time if they need your help covering for them for yourself. Free reign to lie to your coworkers. And free reign to task you with this exact same thing the next time that they want to leave town. This person is probably the most important person in this entire equation. So make sure you treat them nicely and maybe get them a gift at the airport. And finally, don't forget to put SPF on before your return. Because even though you can hide your face on a Zoom call, you can't hide a sunburn from your coworkers. Oh, and I'd remind you to not post anything on your Instagram story while you're on this hush trip, but you already knew that. Today's guest is someone I've been following on Instagram for a while and someone who's pushing me in the right direction to do something I need to do more of these days, drink at dive bars. His name is Raf, and he runs the Texas Dives Instagram account. And now we're going to discuss how he spends his Sundays. Raf, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm great. Thank you for having me here today. Uh, beautiful day today. Uh, I did not spend last night closing down a dive bar, so I feel pretty good. That's good. That's good. I, I figure because you do run the Texas Dives account that you're no stranger to a hangover and maybe no stranger to uh, some Sunday scaries every once in a while. Uh, I have been known to dabble in some beers. So, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I do get after it, but you know, uh, I think probably less than people think because, uh, I, uh, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm an active guy. I don't like, I don't like slow mornings. Mm -hmm. I don't like that vibe yeah. like to get out the door. So, you know, uh, there's a time and a place and Saturday night is a good time to get tanked. Well, if you wake up on Sunday, you're feeling a little rough, but you need to get out that door. What kind of outfit you throwing on that day? Yeah, so I've gotten a lot of critique for this in the past from, you know, ex-girlfriends and such. But living in Texas, I like to uh, I like to do the the double barrel, no sleeve, kind of like a Love cutoff. It. Love you know? it. You get the AC <laughs> blowing all the way through and some, uh, you know, some shorts and, uh, you know, getting out there. It's hot. It's hot down here. So, oh, yeah. you know, you have to cool, cool off. Are you a coffee drinker? Absolutely a coffee drinker. How do you take your coffee? Uh, I, uh, just black. I do love an Americano. Mm -hmm. Um, I love a nitro cold brew, cold brew. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't like, you know, I've seen, I've seen some, I've seen some wild orders online of like what people get at Starbucks. And I just, uh, I don't know. I never got down into that rabbit hole. No, I, one of the, one of the most responsible things I've ever done is avoid putting sugar in my coffee. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy about that. And so I think I think you and I have similar waves when it comes to that. Uh, what's your go to hangover cure? And this applies for both food and drink. So I've done a lot of research in this department. And uh, I think the data bears out that the best hangover cure for food wise is uh, a pho or a ramen. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason why I think this is because you have uh, obviously the liquid to rehydrate you. You have some salt in the liquid to help retain the water. Um, and you have carbs as well to kind of soak everything up. Um, so, you know, studies actually show that like Gatorade like is better to rehydrate you than water. than just straight water because of like the little additional sodium and things yeah. like that. So uh, that's the way I'm going. I, I'm not going. I don't like a greasy burger or pizza 
uh, give me some soup, big soup guy. I'm I'm very into that. I we went through a big stage, uh, you know, one winter where pretty much every hangover was cured with ramen from down the street, and it was a very good winter. It treated me very well. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Are you a TV guy? Do you have anything that you binge on uh, on maybe a lazy Sunday every once in a while? Yeah. So uh, I do. Uh, I do like to. Uh, do my Sunday activities before like five-ish or so. And after five, I like to like shut it down, mm -hmm. go into like reset mode. I got to go into work. I get to prep for work. I don't want to be a mess at work. So um, I, you know, got my Sunday night kind of TV lineup, hopefully. Right now it's obviously Succession, you know, big Succession head. I think you are too. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, I'm very hyped for that. But also, uh, you know, I love watching movies and, uh, uh I heard um, the director, Ridley Scott, you know, one of the greats, like he watches a movie every single night. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, man, well, I got to watch like two or three at least a week and just pop one up a night. And like Sunday night, Sunday night movie, Sunday night succession, Sunday night ramen. I mean, sounds perfect. That's that's a good combo. Do you have any travel shows that you gravitate toward uh, just because, I mean, with Texas Dies, it's so much about traveling and the journey to go to these places. Do you have any travel shows that you kind of lean on? Yeah, there's uh obviously, you know, the uh the 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 you know, the OG, the the Michael Jordan of travel shows. You got the old school Bourdain episodes, you mm -hmm. know, fantastic content there. Uh, I actually got to meet him one time back in the day. Oh, that's so cool. It was probably the cool I mean, that's not gonna I'm not gonna top that. That was the coolest thing ever. Did it uh did did the never meet your heroes uh mantra apply to that or was uh was he a good guy? Yeah, I was very mindful of that. And I didn't want to like Cause, cause there was a lot of people there and there was a lot of like media people there and mm -hmm. they were like, you know, taking photos with, with him. And, uh, you know, Anthony is a, uh, he's a real guy. Like I've met celebrities where like, they just, they're just on, you meet them, they have this glow and they're like, they're basically acting right. Mm -hmm. but, like with like Tony, like you could tell like, he's like, man, how many more hours am I going to be here? You know, yeah. he's just like a guy. He's like, I want to get out of here too. Yeah. You know? I think that's why he was so relatable for a lot of yeah. people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've only done reading about him. I don't, I, I feel like I've actually read more of his writing and stuff than I've actually watched on the shows. And I'm kind of like putting off the shows for a little bit to, for a time when I can like dive fully in. But um, yeah, I think that's why people gravitate towards him. I've always had a theory that he wouldn't like me because I was maybe a little softer than the people that he would hang out with, but I'm not even offended by that. I think I just understand. <laughs> I, that's what I was afraid of. That's why I like, I sh you know, shook his hand, said hi, and got out of there. I'm like, that's good. I'm not gonna, you know, mess this up and like have him be like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Uh, if I open your refrigerator right now, what would I see in there, and would you be proud of it? No, it's uh, a ghastly scene. Uh, <laughs> do you think it's American Psycho shit? To be honest, <laughs> like I don't have anything in there except for like fruits and vegetables for shake material, eggs. And uh, I think some uh, a frozen like pack of like weed gummies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you kind of already explained it because of the uh, succession, a movie, and some some ramen. But if from start to finish, what does your ideal Sunday look like? Uh, great question. Uh, so living in uh, Austin, you know, uh, let's say if if I didn't go to look at some dive bars in mm -hmm. West Texas or whatever, then I would be driving back on Sunday morning, typically, mm -hmm. and I would get back in the afternoon. Um, but if I'm sticking around here, you know, I want to go outside and uh, feel, feel the Texas air mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, maybe uh, lunch at uh, Maddie's, one of my favorite spots, uh, kind of like 
colonial mansion with uh, peacocks. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it sounds pretty fancy. It's not. It's a little less fancy than it sounds, but uh, maybe go for a hike in the green belt. Uh, listen to uh, you know the Sunday Scaries podcast <laughs> on my iPhone and listen and go for a hike. Uh, maybe go for a swim, whether that's deep uh, eddy uh, pool, which I really like. Uh, you know, doing some laps with the old timers there I'm inspired by them. Yeah. Like 50, 60, 70 year old people who just go there all the time and still swim in great shape. So, uh, that they're, they're awesome. And, uh, you know, barn Springs, uh, and just spending time outside, you know, being from the Midwest, I watched so much football on Sundays and I would, now I don't watch it at all. Yeah. And I'm like, huh, what changed? Yeah. You know, I, I'm kind of the same way. I, I actually, I watch more football on Saturdays these days just cause it's more of a social thing. But when it comes to Sundays, I, I, I have kind of given up on it and I, I do a lot more other things, especially cause it's so distracting down here in Austin. It's a good problem to have. It's a very great problem to have. So, well, Raph, thank you for joining the Sunday scaries podcast. If somebody wants to go follow uh, your journey at home, where can they follow you? Uh, catch me at Texas dives, one word on Instagram. And, uh, Maybe, uh, you know, maybe at a local uh, dive. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe, review, or tell a friend in need about this podcast. By subscribing, you guarantee that each and every episode gets delivered directly to your phone every Sunday morning. You can also follow along on Twitter at Sunday Scaries and Instagram, which is at Sunday.Scaries. Or you can follow me both on Twitter and Instagram at Will DeFreeze. And remember, always trim the wicks and your scented candles. I'll see you next Sunday.